Take your Bibles and go to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 this morning. And we're going to read, we're going to start reading in verse 7. Luke chapter 2 and verse 7. It says, And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And then I want you to notice the angel's words. The words from the angels. You just saw them in the play. And I want you to pay close attention to them again. It says, that the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Which shall be to all people. I want you to notice that and maybe underline that in your Bible. Good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day. Was they talking just to the shepherds there? Or was this a message to all people? It was to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Boy, I love those words there, that angels. And you know, one thing that we, it's really difficult to do these days, if you listen to the news media and if you listen to many religions today and the things they try to teach you, is, you know, we've got this attitude that when it comes to Christmas, that Christmas is a Christian thing. And that Christian is something or Christmas is something you know we gotta be very careful with because it might be offensive to some people. And so you know what? Maybe when you're out and about, don't wish people a Merry Christmas because well what if they're Jewish? Or what if they celebrate Kwanzaa or if they're, you know, into witchcraft and do the winter solstice or whatever? I mean, we don't want to offend anybody with a Christmas tree, with a manger scene, and we've got to be sensitive to those things. And so, you know, Christian people sometimes will fall for that and they'll maybe go for the happy holidays not to offend anybody. Or maybe they will, if they know somebody's Jewish, for example, they'll wish them a happy Hanukkah because, you know, that's just, that's the polite and that's the respectful thing to do, right? Well, that's what we're told, but listen, we're supposed to have, as Christians today, we should have a biblical mindset. I mean, we try to stress that around here, but it's what the Bible says that's important. And it says right here in this passage, spoken right from the mouth of the angel, that this birth of a Savior, that the birth of Jesus Christ was good tidings of great joy to all people. To all people. And you know, and many people these days, they have this attitude that, you know, we, for some reason, you know, well, we can't say Merry Christmas to the Jews. Now, my question is, why is that? Did he, was Christmas, was that gift of the Savior not to the Jews? You know, well, what they, you know, they celebrate Kwanzaa or, you know, whatever. Did he not die for them too? Did he not come to the earth for them too? Why would we not wish them a Merry Christmas? Because the title of my message today is basically this, and that's Christmas is for everyone. Christmas is for everyone. It's about everyone. And I don't care who it is out there. If I wish them a Merry Christmas, basically what I'm trying to say is I'm reminding them that Jesus Christ came to this earth for them. He died on the cross for them. If they're a part of people, 
If they're a part of the all people that the Bible's talking about, then they should not be offended. Well, what if they're an atheist? Jesus died for the atheist, didn't He? Jesus Christ died for the whole world and whether people like it or not, Jesus Christ, He was sent to earth by God for Jews, for Africans, for Wiccans, and for even atheists. He was sent to the earth for them. And if you're a part of the human population, Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. And your decision to accept or reject Jesus Christ will determine which of only two places you will spend eternity. No matter what you believe about it. I mean, well, a lot of people don't believe in heaven. A lot of people don't believe in hell. It doesn't matter. There's only two places where you will spend eternity in heaven or hell. And there is only one person that will make the difference on where you're going to go, and that is Jesus Christ. Doesn't matter if you're a Jew, doesn't matter if you're a Gentile or whatever, it doesn't matter if you're white, black, red and yellow, black and white, all that, it doesn't matter. See, Christianity, it is the most inclusive religion in the whole world. Go to Romans chapter ten and verse twelve. You know, I'm sorry, but I just I'm not going to Worry about offending. I'm not going to lie to somebody so as not to offend them, especially about something as important as this. But Romans chapter 10 verse 12 says, "For there is no difference between the Jew or the and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon Him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear?" without a preacher. And how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. I don't know if you notice some things in here, but notice that when it comes to Christ, there's no difference between Jew or Greek. So, if God doesn't treat people different based on their race or religion, why should we treat people different? Why will I say one thing to a Christian and another thing to the Jew. Is that what God wants us to do? No. The same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon Him. But listen, you don't understand. You know, you'll be offending people. That's, you know, that's terrible. If you uh, believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven, you know, that's, you know, that's very uh, hateful towards other religions. You know, that's spreading hate. No, the Bible says that we're bringing good tidings of peace. And you know what else the Bible says about those who spread the gospel? That they have beautiful feet. How beautiful are the feet of them? And you know what? I don't care what people say. If I'm sharing Christ with them, if I'm wishing them a Merry Christmas, if I'm telling them about the Messiah and about the Savior, not only am I telling them the truth, not only am I doing what I'm supposed to do, but you know what? I got beautiful feet at the same time. And you know, and he said, ah, that's not true. That's proof the Bible's wrong because you know, you can tell these shoes they're hiding, they're hiding some ugliness. But you know what? It's not about <laughs> it's not about that. It's about you know what basically what it's saying is what those feet are doing. Those feet that are that are taking you to go places to share the gospel, that's a beautiful thing. That's not a hateful thing. It's not a hateful thing for you to go and share Christ with somebody. That's a beautiful thing that you're doing. You're bringing good times of peace. Well, you know, no, you know, it's all about peace on earth, you know, peace on earth. But here's the thing. The only way we can have peace on earth is by us being reconciled to Christ. 
That's peace on the earth, goodwill toward men. That doesn't mean that we have to accept every abomination that's out there and every false religion and every evil way. The only way man can come together and have peace is by is through Jesus Christ. By them accepting Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the one thing that we all have in common. That is why even in... For example, you know, we don't want to offend the Muslims, but you know, why is it that in even pretty much all Muslim countries, they're fighting with each other? You know, we just had this latest tragedy there with all those school kids that were killed. Who were, you know, those, they were Muslim kids, weren't they? They, they don't care. You, and you think that by accepting false religion and false teaching, we're going to make everybody happy? No. And there's not going to be peace on earth. There, there, and there would be peace on earth if we would all accept who Jesus is. If we would all accept the Messiah. All these people, they're crying out for unity, but wanting us to accept lies, don't understand that the only way to unity is through Jesus Christ. And Christianity, most inclusive religion in all the world, it is for everybody. Jesus Christ, He was born... And here's the thing too. Jews are the ones that get the most offended by things like Merry Christmas, yet Jesus Christ was a Jew. He had Jewish parents. He followed the Jewish religion. He did did all the practices. He did every one of the customs. And you know what else He did? He fulfilled every bit of their Old Testament law. And now, anybody can be saved. Any who will call on Him. Now, Jews and Gentiles and in Christ, there is no difference. Race doesn't matter. We looked at the, we looked at some of these things a few weeks ago, but I want to, I want to remind you of Galatians chapter three and verse twenty eight says, "There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, neither is there male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus." I don't know about you, but I just I'm having a tough time finding anything about Christ and about Christmas that's offensive. And I said, and there is a reason that it causes some problems, and we're gonna we're gonna point out what that is in a matter in a minute. But I'm telling you, it shouldn't matter at all. Matthew chapter twenty four verse fourteen says, "And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come." We're supposed to preach to the whole world. This isn't something that we're not supposed to get quiet when we get around people of different customs and different backgrounds and things. They're the ones we're supposed to be telling. We've been commanded to take the Gospel to the whole world. And you know what? You're going to have a real tough time sharing the Gospel without talking an awful lot about Jesus Christ. And without talking an awful lot about how He came to earth, how He was born of a virgin, and how He died on the cross, this is something that is for everyone that's a part of the human race. And we've got, we've got to do that. Thankfully, you know, Christian, when it comes to Christianity, when it comes to salvation, and this is, I think, one of the most exciting things that ought to excite everybody. Because did you know with most religions today, whether or not you go to heaven or paradise or whatever it is they believe in, it usually has something to do with works, doesn't it? How good you are. But yet, with the Gospel of Christ... It's not about works. And thank God for that. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For by grace are you saved through faith. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Thank God it's not about works 
and which tells me that anybody can be saved. Anyone. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I don't For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Those verses seems like that pretty much covers everybody, doesn't it? I mean, that covers everybody, but yet, in many religions, not everybody can be saved. When some religions today, it's about genetics and about where you come from, and that has nothing to do with it. I mean, we can't, and thank God, because we can't help who our parents are. We can't help who our grandparents are. But in Christ, it doesn't matter. He's the most accepting Savior in the world. He doesn't look at your color. He doesn't look at your backgrounds. He doesn't look at any of that, but he says, the Bible says, but God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's how he saw all of us. He saw all of us as sinners, despite where we came from, despite what we've done. He saw sinners, and thank God that he was able to get past that. Thank God he was willing to come and pay for those sins and loved us anyway. I mean, He forgives whatever we've done. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His Word is not in us. So we see here that whatever we've done, He'll forgive us. I mean, not every religion does that. In some religions, I mean, there's... You know that certain things you do, there's no turning back. I mean, if you do this, uh, you can never be a part of the church. You can never be accepted. You can ask for forgiveness, but we're not going to give it to you. And thank God that's not what Jesus Christ does. Because you know, if we were honest, and I don't want you to do this right now, but some of us we could probably tell some stories about some pretty big sins that we've committed in the past. And thank God He forgave you of those sins. Thank God that He. Paid for every one of them. First John chapter two verse one says, "My little children, these things write unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world." When you look at the sins of the whole world, it's hard to imagine just what great price that was that Jesus had to pay. I mean, our sins are great, but thank God He paid for every one of them. He paid for our sins and thank God that He was able to look past that and be willing to pay for those sins. Listen, there are some things that... Have you ever, have you ever wanted to help somebody? Maybe somebody had a need, but it was just too big. You couldn't do anything about it. I've been there many times. You know, maybe somebody's got a financial need, but it's too big. We can't do anything about it. Maybe they're. Ha- I mean, whatever the problem is. You know, I've ever been there. I've been there before, and I've visited people maybe that were sick and are in a lot of pain, and it's like you wish you could do something for them, but you can't. And when you think about where we were in our sin condition, I mean, the fact that people think that they can work their way to heaven. And the fact that people think they can be good enough 
to get to heaven on their own really shows how little they know about the Bible and how little they understand what a big deal that sin is. I mean, the condition that we were in, I mean, if it weren't for Christ, all we have to do is look at human history. And just even just in the Bible, some of the horrible stories we read about, some of the horrible things that people did. I mean, when you when you hear the stuff that we're hearing on the news today, just the horrible things that happened, you know, just disturbing stories. You know, my wife was telling me a little bit about that, uh, you know, the, the killing in those schools over there, about you know, lighting one of the teachers on fire in front of the kids. I mean, just and I mean, just a war zone. They literally had to, you know, gather up body parts that they didn't even know who they belonged to. They were throwing grenades. I mean, to kids. That kind of thing goes on in our world. You know what? Because human beings, there's almost no low that we can't stoop to. I mean, it is horrible some of the things that go on in this world. And you know what? When you look at when you look at what we do and when you study about God and His holiness, I don't think it would have been out of line. I don't think for God to just say, you know what? Forget them and wipe us out. We don't deserve heaven. We don't deserve we don't deserve grace. Not one bit. But yet he came to this earth. He did nothing but good while he was on this earth. Not one sin. And yet they they hated him. They went they had him crucified him. They mocked him. They spit on him. You know, there's just nothing more degrading than you can do to somebody than spit on him. Especially while he knows what he's doing. You know, as I've illustrated before, I think that's so amazing about what Jesus Christ did on the cross. You know, you and I, you know, if if somebody forces, tortures you, and there's nothing you can do to stop it, I mean, I don't know how much I could take. You know, I've always said if you wanted, if you know, the government ever wanted to get me to talk or. You know, if I was a spy or something and the enemy caught me and they wanted to get me to talk, all they would have to do is get a dentist in there. And have that dentist get his drill out. And I'm telling you, I'm so scared of that. I, I'm terrified of dentists. I, I hate it. And I had a horrible experience once. And I, I'm scared of that. And I'm telling you right, I'd sing like a nightingale if they took that drill to me. There's, there is no way. But you know, if there was nothing you could do to stop the pain, you know, we might be able to take quite a bit more than we think and survive. But Jesus Christ, when He was on the cross, He could have got off at any time. He could have stopped what they did to Him at any time. There are people on this earth today that have gone through some horrible things at the hands of some maniacs, but and they survived, they got through. There was nothing they could have done to stop it. Jesus Christ could have stopped what He did at any moment. Here, you know, He had these people, you know, if that would be the Christ, you know, get yourself off the cross. He could have done it. You and I, when we get challenged on stuff, well, we've just got to prove that we can do it, can't we? Well, even sometime when we can't do it, you know, we, we just we've got to we've got to just prove, you know, that we can slam dunk that basketball or, or whatever, you know, we we've got to we've got to do something to kind of show people when we get challenged. Jesus Christ didn't do any of that, and at the same time, while he's suffering that way, while he's being spit on by these people, he is paying for their sins. He's doing this for those people. And yet he still did it. And yet some people think we can the cross wasn't necessary. We can get to heaven on our own works. It makes no sense at all. You know, Christians save people today. 
And any, anybody can be a Christian if they'll call, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. But we're the most blessed people in the world. John chapter 14, we read how Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto Myself that where I am, there ye may be also. We have, there's a place in heaven for us. I mean, Jesus Christ, He's going he's to come and get us one of these days. Turn over to Romans chapter 8. In verse 16, I want to read a passage of Scripture from you there. Romans chapter 8 and verse 16. It says, "...the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with Him, that we may be also glorified together." The Bible says that we're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but that's exciting. That means everything that belongs to Christ belongs to us. The Bible says that someday when we see Him, we'll be like Him. For we shall see Him as He is. The fact that God is going to change us and exalt us to that point, I mean, we can't even comprehend what that's like. We can't even comprehend what we have to look forward to as Christians. And yet, for some reason... When we read what the Bible says about Christmas and what about Christ and how it's for everyone, Christian people today, we get silenced on these things. We're afraid to even wish somebody a Merry Christmas because of their race or whatever when Jesus Christ died for them just as much as you. And the way I look at it, to feel like you can't wish somebody a Merry Christmas because of their race, to me, is racist in itself. Are you saying that Jesus didn't come to earth for them? He obviously came to earth for everybody. So, but yeah, but we, but, but they don't recognize that. They don't believe that. Now, I'm not trying to be mean, folks, okay? I'm just, I'm sharing Bible with you here, okay? So, if y'all are gonna get mad, uh, you know, get, get mad at your Bible, and, uh, you know, don't, don't do anything to it here, but you know, I mean, you know, maybe some people that call themselves Christians need to just admit it. You know what? I don't like this book. I don't like what's in it. I'm going to walk away from it. Okay, but you're here today. You got a Bible in your lap. All right. But what does the Bible? The Bible says, "Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is a Christ. He is antichrist. That's what the Bible says. Okay." Now you now when when the Bible calls someone antichrist, it's not saying they are the antichrist that's going to come, but they it's the spirit of antichrist that says that Jesus is not the Messiah, that Jesus is not him. And we know in First John it talks about how the spirit of antichrist is already at work, but it's not the antichrist yet. But we know that the antichrist is coming. But I believe for the antichrist to come. Come, the spirit of Antichrist first needs to grow. And what I'm telling you right now, it is growing big time today when we live in a world where people are saying, you can't say Merry Christmas. When they're saying, you know, you can't have a nativity scene. You, you know, you can't have a Christmas tree. You know, okay, that's not even biblical, but you know, I get mad at it because I know why they don't like the Christmas tree. It's they don't like the Christ that the Christmas is all about. And what does the Bible say those people are? It says they are liars and they're Antichrist. Well, that's mean. 
I didn't say it. Okay, it didn't come from me. I mean, just read the book of First John. They are antichrist. Now, listen. Why? Why do we worry about so much about offending liars and antichrist? Now, I'm not. Listen, I'm not saying do it so we can offend them. Okay, I'm not saying, hey, you liar, you antichrist. Merry Christmas. I'm not telling. I'm not telling you to do that. We wish Merry Christmas for the point, and we talk about Christ because for the point, the reason is to remind them that hey, Jesus Christ came to Earth for you. Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. And yes, some people may take offense to that, but it's our responsibility to tell them. We've been commissioned to go and tell the whole world about Jesus Christ. And you know what? There are going to be people out there that aren't going to like it. And the Bible says, He that denied Jesus the Christ, the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. They are Antichrist. And you know, if I met the Antichrist, I wouldn't be too worried about offending him. And I'm not going to walk on eggshells around People with the spirit of Antichrist. What I'm going to do with them, I'm going to share with them the message of Jesus Christ. What does Antichrist mean? Well, it means against Christ, right? If you're anti-something, it means you're against. Well, aren't we for Christ today? Aren't we for Him? Aren't we supportive of Him? You know, it's sad how many Christians today... They will get all excited and all gung ho about putting a bumper sticker of a politician on their car because maybe he stands for a couple of things they stand for and they don't mind associating themselves with a Republican or Democrat. That's fine, that's wonderful. We live in America. We have the right to be Republican or Democrat or Libertarian or whatever it is. We you know we have the privilege of doing that. We're gonna be respectful of that. But if somebody dares Stamp Christian on themselves. Do anything associated with Christianity. Now we got a problem. Why is that? Spirit of Antichrist. And it's growing today. And it's even, even Christian people who are supposed to be spreading the message of Christ, they're not themselves denying Christ, but they're stopping the spread of it. And they say that it's because we want to, we don't want to offend anybody. We want to be polite. We want to be respectful of other people's opinions. Well, you know what? If somebody else's opinion is against Christ and is anti-Christ, I can't respect that. And you know, if I care about that person and if I love that person, I can't support it because if that's their attitude, if that's how they feel, they're on their way to hell. And so I need to, I need to share. I'm not, I'm not talking about being a jerk about it. Now sometimes, you know, sometimes I'm tempted I want to. Sometimes I just I get aggravated at, you know, I when people wish me happy holidays, I wish merry christmas. And sometimes it's not always in the christian spirit. It's just cuz I'm aggravated, you know, at, at political correctness. I I'll admit it, I struggle with it. But at the same time, in the right in the right spirit, there's never anything wrong with that. And when and we need to understand too, you know, the Bible says it talks about in Second John that those that bring another gospel, that we're not to receive them into our house, and we're not to even bid them Godspeed. Otherwise, we are a partaker of their evil deeds. And to bid somebody Godspeed, it's basically you know just kind of a blessing. Hey, you know, uh, you know, 
God be with you. You know, go forward. You know, I, I, I'm with you. I'm for you. And when we go and we wish somebody, you know, a happy Hanukkah, you know, what we're saying, I respect your religion. I respect what you're doing. I expect. I respect who you are. Happy Kwanzaa. I respect who you are. You know, happy Hanukkah. I respect the fact that you rejected the Messiah. That you don't believe in the Messiah. I respect the fact that you deny that Jesus is the Christ. I respect the fact that you're anti-Christ. And aren't I a nice person for that? It's not what I'm seeing in the Bible, folks. In Luke chapter 2, good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. Now, we can't make anybody celebrate Christmas. and we, we, We can't do that. But whether they like it or not, they should be celebrating Christmas. No matter who they are, no matter where they came from, because... It was it was about them, and when people try, well, I'm this, I'm that. It's still for you. He still came to earth for you. He still died on the cross for you. He's still your Messiah. Are you going to accept him? Just like, are you going to accept that gift, the very first Christmas present God gave His Son to the earth? And if we'll accept that gift, if we will accept that first Christmas present, we can go to heaven. But you know what? Just like I can't make you accept a Christmas gift from me, God can't make us accept the gift of His Son. God can't make us accept Jesus Christ as the Messiah. But yet, everyone should, shouldn't they? And if anyone is going to go to heaven, Jesus saith unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by Me. Well, I believe in God, but I don't believe in Jesus Christ. No man cometh unto the Father but by Me. You have to receive that gift. They have to accept that Christmas present. And you know what? There's a lot of Christians It's like they try to wrap Jesus up in a Hanukkah present. Okay, He's not a Hanukkah present. He's a Christmas present. Okay, This is about Christ. You have to go through Christ to get to heaven. And we need to spread that message. Don't be ashamed because you celebrate Christmas. Don't feel bad if you wish somebody a Merry Christmas. Don't feel bad when you tell people about Jesus Christ. He is their Savior too. He is their Messiah no matter who they are. And the question is, for you today, for the world, are they going to accept or reject Jesus Christ as the Messiah? And that is what makes all the difference. And I hope we'll get the word out. So with that, let's all stand together.